imagine you get a phone call today requesting that you speak at an event tomorrow to 75 of your ideal clients. I hope that you have the mindset and the ability to say yes, and that you would jump on that opportunity. But would you be prepared? Can you say that with confidence you would have success? Being able to speak effectively and to be able to speak relevant to the people in front of you, knowing who your audience is, can open so many doors. And as good as you are now, you can always, always get better. And that is why I have hired as my professional and personal speaking coach, Joel Weldon. Joel is a Hall of Fame speaker, given over 3,000 paid talks, and has personally coached and critiqued well over 10,000 of the world's most famous, affluential, and influential speakers. Joel is the creator of the Ultimate Speaking System, an online speaking skills system with one-on-one -on -one coaching. Joel, without further ado, welcome to the Abundant Mind Show. We're honored to have you with us. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you. And as you're listening to the Abundant Mind, why are you here? Why are you taking your time to be on this podcast? Because you're looking for ideas. You've got a message inside of you that you would like to share. And maybe you're outgoing and enthusiastic and dynamic like Jake is, or maybe you're more reserved. And speaking is not your thing, but you do speak. And you've been doing it since you're two or three years of age. And speaking effectively is a learned skill. And in talking about what should be our theme or discussion for this podcast for you, it's really on using your story. What, what do you know in your life that can benefit others? Now, you might say, well, I'm not Mother Teresa or I'm not Michael Jordan. I haven't done anything special. I'm not famous. Well, there was a, a wonderful video made by Simon Sinek back in 2007 about telling about your why. And basically, he said that people need to know your why before they know or care about your how or your what. I love what Simon has to say, but I completely disagree with that. I don't think you care anything about why am I doing this? Why have, why have I been a professional speaker for over 45 years? You don't care about that. Here's what I think you care about. Is there something on this podcast that can help me be more effective in what I'm doing? And since the theme of this is using speaking to grow your business, does this guy have anything that can help me? And that's the attitude I think you should have about your story and about using a story. No one cares about you and your story unless, and there's a big unless in there, unless it's relevant to them. And that's what you need to think about. When you have a story or a metaphor or an example that you're sharing with somebody, what's in it for them? And if you come with a sales background, you certainly have heard this five-letter acronym, W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? Every time. And, and, that's, and that's what everybody's listening for. What's in it for me? So what can I give you in our short time together today to help you be more effective in communicating your ideas? Well, 
here's the basic premise of everything it's taken me over these four and a half decades to learn. Number one, speaking effectively is a learned skill. Number two, be you. It's not a performance. It's being yourself. And it's so easy to be you. You've been you since you were born. And number three, it's all about your audience and it's not about you. So this podcast has nothing to do with Joel Weldon or Jake Hansen. It has to do with you and your abundant mind. And that's the mindset that I would encourage you to have. So Jake, how about a comment on what I just said? You know, I, I, I talk to people every single day, you know, within the, the walls of my practice, the walls of my home, uh, you know, as we podcast, as we coach, and I hear one resounding thing is, is exactly what you just shared. Like, well, I'm not there yet. I haven't accomplished this one thing. And I, as I talk to people and they share their story, I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, hang on, pause. What did you just share with me? And they share how they lost a loved one, they overcame cancer, how they lost their business, how they lost or gained through all these incredible real life stories. People, you don't realize that, um, you know, what's that lesson we learned that hindsight is always 2020. And we don't realize that some of the things that propelled us to greatness were those moments by being authentically you. You people want authenticity in this world. There is so much knowledge. We have more knowledge today at our fingertips. We can ask any voice directed system. We can ask Google, we can ask Alexa. We have more information than ever today and people crave authenticity. People crave connections. How many times have you guys watched a movie and you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. And you felt you were in that movie, you were, you were that character. And then you began to follow that person throughout their career because they were authentic. They, they spoke to who you are. You guys, you are more than enough. You have had the life lessons. You have had the experiences that can propel you to greatness. But it all starts and stops here. People who say you can't, I, I'll tell you, you got to be careful who you share your successes with. I've learned this. Um, I have shared successes with people that in order to try to inspire, not as a way to brag, but you got to be careful who you talk to and who you surround yourself with. Cause there are people who could care less about your success because they're in a place of scarcity. They're in a place of lack and, and to understand who you surround yourself with is critical. So being authentic to who you are and surrounding yourself, not only with cheerleaders, but people who can help challenge you and help you grow is authentic. Be yourself. I love. Um, you know, some of the greatest speakers of all time, you guys, again, Joel is their coach. Joel speaks with, Joel teaches them. Um, the, uh, the real life wizard of Oz, Steve Sims, he has Joel as his coach. And one thing that, that he taught me, um, that, that you taught him that I thought was so wonderful. He, he was invited to be on a show and they said, Hey, on this show, you're going to be in front of, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. So you shouldn't wear black. You shouldn't wear facial jewelry. You shouldn't say this. You shouldn't say that. And Joel's like, that's who I, or, or sorry, um, Steve's like, well, that's who I am. So they showed up authentically and their rate and the reviews and the ratings had never been higher by being and showing up as yourself. So you guys being yourself is, is critical. I love that you shared Joel consistently that speaking is a learned skill. You got to practice at it. What, what would you share with people who are struggling to share their story, who are struggling to overcome, you know, a mindset um, because they think that they, that they, um, 
you know, they, they, they may have to present their idea in front of others. How do people get out of them, get out of themselves, get out of their head and be authentically themselves when they communicate? How do they, how do we do that? Well, I think it comes back to, and that's such a great question. If you think about it, whatever you know, you already know. So it can't be about you. If you're talking about what you know, you already know it. So who's it for? Well, it's the person who's going to hear it. So that's where you need to start. Who is your audience? So the first question I asked Jake about you is, who's going to be listening to this podcast? Entrepreneurs, successful people. We're going to have many chiropractors. We're going to have dentists. We're going to have lawyers. We're going to have people that are professional in what they're doing. And then at the other side of that continuum, we have people just starting out on their journey. They want to be more successful at what they do. They might have a regular nine to five job, but they have an entrepreneurial spirit. They have something within them that's burning to get out. And they want that abundant mind and the abundant mindset that they realize is going to help them get there. And as you've heard Jake say before, who do you associate with? Who are you listening to? What are you reading? All of that makes such a difference for you. And just to give you an insight into how you can tell your story, Jake was mentioning in the beginning, I want you to share your personal story. Oh. So my first mindset says, you don't care. So here's the way that you start a story. You open with the point of the story. Since the story can't be about you, it's about the listener, the audience, then you open with what's in it for them. So as I share this personal story, it's designed to show you, first of all, that speaking is a learned skill. It's not where you start, it's where you can end up, and that your life is your choice. Those are the three points of this story. So come back in time to 1959 and imagine that year, and of course, Jake, you weren't even born then, <laughs> and, and, and you're graduating from high school. And somebody says, what have you done in four years of high school? And you say, nothing. Is it true that you never stood up in front of your class and gave a report? And you'd say, yes. Well, that's exactly where I was. I was so shy, self-conscious, I never talked to anybody. I was a loner. The only thing I was good at was working with my hands. So just imagine you graduate high school in the half of the class that makes the top half possible, which is, and I was actually in the bottom quarter of my high school class. Wow. So if that was you, what would you think? Well, I didn't think anything. I need a job. I got to make money and became a carpenter, earning a living with my hands. And at age 25, I was making 62.50 a week doing hard physical labor, going nowhere fast, no college education. Now, if you just stopped the story and that was you, what do you think your chances of being abundant would have been? Zero. I was going to have an hourly rate as long as I could physically work, and that was it. And maybe you're in that same situation. So how do you get out of that situation? You need ideas. You need something to hold on to. So what happened in your life? What was the turning point for you? Was it a book you read? Was it something somebody said? Jake, in the beginning, you gave some examples. You know, maybe you went bankrupt. 
Maybe you had the loss of a loved one. How did you get through that? What did somebody say? What did you read? What did you experience that got you to move forward? And that's what happened to me. When a fellow in our church came up and he said, I'm looking for people like you, and I'm going to hire salespeople and pay them a commission. I didn't know what a commission meant. I said, what does that mean? He said, we pay you what you're worth. Jake, I didn't like that right away because I didn't think I was worth very much. Wow. So just imagine you're shy, self-conscious. You can't talk to anybody. You're working with your hands and they want you to sell encyclopedias door to door in a commission. What are the chances of success? Slim to none. I know That's some, exactly what happened. I, I know some people would say, well, I'm going to be a very learned starved person if I'm selling encyclopedias. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I didn't even own the encyclopedias because I didn't read very well. Wow. So it was a ridiculous thing. And it was true because in the first four months, I set a company record. So just imagine you're out knocking on doors, selling the World Book Encyclopedia, and you make 1,200 sales calls and one sale. How would you feel? I, uh, the, uh, you know, I, I, I've been there different points in my life. I mean, you feel you start letting that voice in your head and the voices around you say, man, see, I told you, you should have done, you should have stuck to carpentry. I told you you weren't good enough. I told you you should have done this. And you, you know, the, the, your ego, which is designed to protect you, tells you that you're not good enough, tells you that you can't accomplish. Um, but that's the difference between people who live a life of mediocrity that, that puts sweat equity into life, but have to work a nine to five every day of their life. And this is a turning point, you guys, for many of us. Everyone has, think of what Joel just said. He made 1,200 phone calls. No, over no, four, knocking or, on or, doors, not sales phone calls. calls. No, knocking on doors, face yes. to face. Yeah, 1,200, I mean, that is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. You were newlywed at the time, yes. right? And then, and then, and, and then uh, in a child on the way? No, not yet. Not at this point. Okay. So, I mean, put, imagine the pressure that he is. How many of you are there right now? How many of you are there? I know so many of you right now who say, you know, gosh, you know, I was there at one point and now I have a million dollar business, but I need to take it to 10. I need to make it to 20 because I need to change people's lives. This level of, of life is where many of us face. So you could have chosen two options. What were your two options after doing 1200 sales calls? Having one sale, what were your what was going on through your mind at, at that point? What were your what were the options you had? Well, I could quit and go back to being a carpenter, or I could try to figure it out. So it was pretty obvious I was gonna quit. And I went to talk to my manager, a man named Vernon Cavill, very wise man. I told him. And he said, um, you're never gonna make it dealing with people. You have the worst attitude of anybody I've ever met. I've been doing this for 22 years. You have the world sales record. I've never had anybody make that many calls and only one sale. Wow. And you're never going to make it. And then he paused and said one short word. Unless. Hmm. Unless this moment you change the way you think. And he reached in his drawer, Jake, and he handed me a record. And he said, I want you to listen to this record. Now, as you're listening, you probably don't know what a record is. You probably haven't, maybe in a movie you've seen them, a vinyl <laughs> record. And I said, well, I don't dance, Mr. Cavill. He said, it's not a singing record. It's a talking record. 
It's the largest selling record ever produced of a spoken word message. It's Earl Nightingale's Strangest Secret. And if you've not heard of Earl Nightingale and The Strangest Secret, go on YouTube. There's videos, there's audios of this amazing message that has transformed the lives of millions of people. And it was about to do that for me. And it can do the same for you. Because The Strangest Secret was one simple statement. You become what you think about. And when I heard that message, she told me to take it home and listen with my wife, Judy. And when I heard it, it was like, Jake, I never heard anything like that in my life. Now, we're in 2022 now. We're, we're in the age of information. Everybody has heard the things that are in The Strangest Secret. But the way he put it together, it was so impactful. And if you had heard that in a state of desperation, you would have realized that the key to your success was what you're thinking. And I began thinking about what I was thinking. And I was 25 years of age. And all I can think of, Jake, was I thought about everything I couldn't do. Mm. As long as I could think back, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do this. I had three high school coaches ask me to try out for their sports team. Swimming, basketball, and baseball. I never went out for a tryout because I knew I wasn't good enough. That was my mindset. And Earl Nightingale said that if you want to be successful, you become what you think about. You need to change your thinking. So I listened for a whole week to that message, drilled in these ideas, and then told Judy, I said, I'm going to go out and learn how to sell these books. In the same territory, with the same product, at the same price, by noon the next day, I made two sales. Wow. I had doubled four months of activity in four hours. I had an old beat-up Volkswagen with a crack in the mirror. And just imagine you're sitting in that car with me with two orders in your hand, $10 deposits. Wow. For $198 set of books. And I said, I did it. And you said, yes, you did. And then I said, well, what did I do? Same territory, same product, same price. <gasps> a different way of thinking. All I kept thinking about was how these books are going to help the children whose mother would get them for them. It was all about the audience. I was thinking about how the kids could benefit. If my mother, as poor as we were, had seen these books, she would have found the money to pay for them. Maybe I would have done better in school if I had something like this at home. And that's what filled my thought. Wow. Then I became unstoppable. By the end of that first year, including the first four months, I became the number one salesperson out of over 1,100 that worked for Mr. Cavill. How is that possible? I didn't know how to sell, but I had this burning feeling of how wonderful these books were. And as a result, things changed. Now, imagine if that was you. So I told you that the basic premise of the story is that speaking is a learned skill. Well, selling is a learned skill too. And I didn't know anything about selling. I was a carpenter, but I figured it out. And you can figure it out too. You can do that. So as a result of that, suddenly I was on fire. I was making more money than I ever dreamed possible. And I was helping so many families. Then they made me a manager. And then I found myself in front of my first audience. A couple of years had gone by. We moved from New York to Arizona. And I found in front of a man, just imagine you're in this first meeting. 
this young guy, 28 years old, standing in front of 17 people, and you're one of them. And I give my little talk in Tempe, Arizona, in the back room of a coffee shop that had a meeting room. And after the meeting's over, I'm packing up my stuff, and one of the members that was at the meeting came in, and he said, would you like some feedback? What would you say, Jake? Yes or no? Oh, absolutely. So that's what I said. Sure, I'd like feedback. He said, Joel, this was the worst meeting I've ever attended, and you are the worst speaker I've ever seen in my whole life. Now, if somebody said that to you, how would you feel? Well, you know what I did? I started to cry. I'm 28 years old. I'm married. I have a baby, and I'm crying. He said, stop crying. You're not a baby. Now, this was going back into, and this was in 1969. Crying by men was not okay. Now, in our 2000s, crying is okay. And that was on September 4th, 1969. Wow. That was the day my life changed forever. And he said, stop crying. You're not a baby. I'm going to fix you. I said, fix me. He said, yes. Tuesday morning, you're going to show up at the Tempe Toastmasters Club, you're going to join that club, and we're going to teach you how to speak. And on September 9th, 1969, I went to the Tempe Toastmasters and joined Toastmasters. Now, remember premise number one, speaking effectively is a learned skill. I didn't have any skills, but I learned some basic things. Five years later, I entered a speech contest, found myself at the world's finals, and placed in the top three in the world out of 60,000 competitors wow. in 1974. Ten years later, I was inducted into the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame, standing next to Zig Ziglar, getting my Hall of Fame certificate. How is that possible? Because it's amazing when you have an abundant mind, the whole theme of this podcast for you is you have that ability within you, but you need a way to get it out. You need things to think about that your life is your choice, no one else's. And if you make the right choices, great things can happen to you. Wow. Joel, I, I would love to talk about some of those points. You know, um, one thing that I, that I've learned from you is you are an implementer is that like you said anything you know learning to communicate learning to speak is a is a skill it's a learned skill and i love that you know when that moment came when selling door to door it was either quit and he said you know hey yeah you're, you're the worst salesman we've ever had and he gave you those those words like you said unless you're going to stay this way you're going to quit you're going to have a life of of famine of scarcity unless you change and you could have taken that record and, and smashed it. You could have taken the record and you could have thrown it back in his face, but you decided you saw within yourself and you had the responsibility and that moral obligation because you knew that the life you wanted to live couldn't happen just dollar for dollar putting in time for money that you needed to change. And I love that you implemented. I love, now I've done door-to-door -door sales. I sold security systems um, back in the day. I was a missionary for my church. I've knocked tens of thousands of doors, probably close to a hundred thousand doors in my career. Wow. And so, and I've learned a passion for actually knocking on doors, but you hit on something that is critical. Um, I've done, and I've done very, 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 very well in door to door sales, but it was in products I believed in. I was off. Someone had said, Hey, do you want to sell dish network? You know, satellite TVs. 
And I said, you know, I, I don't have a passion in dish. Do people, do I enjoy TV from time to time? Do I enjoy watching a game? Sure, but I'm not passionate. But there was a company at the time called Apex Alarm. They're now, they're now Vivint. They own the Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City. Um, some of my mentors and dear friends, uh, you know, Todd uh, Peterson, Dave Allred, some of the biggest names in the security industry were doing door-to-door -door sales. And so I had to, I learned the product and I learned of all the lives that were being saved and protected and changed. And so I, I learned what you learned. It feels like that you said, instead of saying, gosh, I want to sell this encyclopedia so I can make money. You said, gosh, if I take this encyclopedia, think of the lives that can, that could be changed. Think of these young children, these young children may not have to suffer or, or not be educated. Like I felt I was, you took it and made it personal and you became passionate about changing people's lives. And you guys, that is the secret sauce. Being passionate is what changes people's lives. We, we have met some of the, uh, in, in any industry in life, it's going to be led by someone who has passion. If it's food, if it is public speaking, but someone who is passionate about changing the life of the person they are communicating with. You guys, you have to look at, you can't look at the bottom line and say, well, how am I going to make money? How can I sell this to make money? You need to look at this and say, how, how is this gift that I have, this product or service, how is it going to benefit and change and bless the life in front of me? So I love that you are an implementer. I love that you put people's lives first. I absolutely love that um, because that is a critical lesson that people don't realize. They may, they may realize later in hindsight that that was a lesson that propelled them. Like I didn't realize that knocking doors would be something that propelled my career, that gave me passion and drive to change people's lives and to communicate effectively and efficiently, but it has. So you guys look at your life right now, look at the experiences you're going through and tell yourself, remember the experiences you're going through and the lessons you have learned. Because those are the those are those moments that are that when that door knocks, just like Joel, the door knocks, you can either quit or propel forward. He gets successful. You got successful. You get put in front of 17 people and you're told that was the worst speech they'd ever heard in their life. I mean, that could have decimated you at that level of career. You could have quit again. What did you do? You went to Toastmasters. And you guys, uh, I think it's, I mean, unless, um, yeah, you know, unless you just kind of lived underneath the rock, but I mean, Toastmasters, they, they're, they're held among the highest, most um, successful, highly sought after speakers in the world. Most people have Toastmasters, um, you know, behind their name and in front of 60,000 people to be the top three standing next to the shoulders of giants by Zig Ziglar, you are held among the greatest. So um, I, I, uh, I, I applaud you for being able to learn these life lessons. And I thank you for sharing these lessons. So what happens next? You are one of the world's hall of fame speakers and you haven't quit there. Well, of course not. I mean, I'm never going to retire. If it's not about you, why would you retire? Especially when you love what you're doing. And that's what you need to think of. If you're at the beginning of your career and not thinking about retirement at all for 50 years, or if you're at the end of a career, why would you stop doing something you love? And if you love it, you're probably getting really good at it. You don't have to do it as hard as you've always done it. Well, I plan to. But just think about what you can give to others. And that's how you get such greater reward yourself. Just listening to Jake about the security systems and how that saves so many people and being passionate about what you're doing. So, you know, and, and 
you know, what's the call to action on this? Well, you should be using speaking. You should use some of the things that you just heard in this podcast. Notice how many times I said, what would you have done? How would you have felt? I put you in the story. Just imagine you're in that room with 17 people. What would you have done if somebody did that to you? That's what you need to do. Make it about them. I don't need to hear that story. I lived it. You need to hear the story, but it's got to be about you. And that's your job in telling your story. And open with the point. Tell them what's the message. Why is this valuable to them? And if what we're saying makes sense and you're serious, like Jake has been about improving his speaking skills, I'll talk to you. You can get on my calendar. Just go to talktojoel.com. It'll take you to my calendar link. Set up a 30-minute call. And let's talk about your speaking and how you can get even better at it using this ultimate speaking system that I've created, a set of tools to teach you everything it's taken me almost 50 years to learn about how to express your ideas and make an impact on others and still be yourself. It's not performing. It's not acting. It's being you. And what you see in the two people on this podcast and here with Jake and Joel, this is just how we were before you got on. This is not a staged performance. And that's what you need to be. And if you're low-keyed, be low-keyed. You don't need to be Tony Robbins jumping up and down unless that's the way you are. And if you try to be somebody you're not, you're not going to be very comfortable. You're going to be self-conscious. You need to be not conscious of yourself. You need to be thinking of your audience and how what you know can help others. Even if you're not there yet, you still have learned things that are valuable to other people. And that's so important. And, and you have the ability within you. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. But you can get through this. And remember, we only go through this experience once. Why not make it a joyful, wonderful experience every day? I mean, every morning when I wake up, I know exactly what I think about. What a wonderful day this is going to be. What did you think about when you got up this morning? What did you think about the first thing out of bed? And then you I know, say, everything works and nothing hurts. That's what you need to think about. I mean, I'm 80 years old. I'm a competitive solemn water skier. I do heavy physical work. I'm not slowing down at anything, and my body's keeping up because I have a personal trainer. I have a yoga instruction. A instructor who's coming in two and a half hours from right now uh, to my office to do our yoga lesson. That's what you can do. Age is not a limitation. Young or old, it's your mind. It's your mindset. And let's go back to that strangest secret by Earl Nightingale. You become what you think about. So I'm going to let you wrap it up, but I've got one closing statement for you as the podcast listener. Once Jake makes some comments, and then I'm going to give you 22 words. Jake, what would you like to say? And then I'll come back. You know, you guys, I, I want to let you guys know how accessible Joel is. You know, a lot of people may have a lot of reservation and, and literally be in awe. And to have that thought, that doubting thought that I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to talk to Joel. Joel, you guys, a lot of, a lot of uh, people at his level of success charge thousands of dollars for a 30-minute phone call, hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a 30-minute phone call. Um, I mean, Joel has the ability to help you become 
who you want to become by being able to teach you a learned skill. We're, we're about ready to do, um, we, we, we have another lady coming on our show who uh, grew up in Green Bay, was kind of a farm girl, and she went from uh, creating a lab company where it, it was she was very introverted, created a lab, and, and sold it for tens and tens of millions of dollars because she was able to learn to communicate. You guys, you have the ability to be you, be yourself. Uh, so many of the greats out there, some of our dear friends, Brian Bogert, I, I love the guy. He's got his mustache and his hat backwards for half, half his shows. Um, being able to be who you are, you will connect to people that you want to connect with. Y your story is going to resonate with your audience. Knowing who your audience is and being authentic to yourself will create passion. And that passion will create a mindset and a drive. And your mind will go from that of scarcity and lack to that of abundance. And we, we have a saying that worrying is wishing for what you don't want. So why worry? Don't attract what you don't want. In a, in a universe where God is so absolutely abundant, why would we ask for breadcrumbs? Why would we only ask to receive breadcrumbs when we can receive filet mignon and everything we could ever hope to achieve a new dream? You guys, join me. Join the greatest minds and hearts in the world and join Joel. So we're going to, again, we're going to put his link down below. Join Joel on his mission to help you be your best self by teaching you the skill set to share your story, to share who you are, to find out. Because a lot of people think, well, gosh, there's nothing unique about me. And we guarantee you there is. You are absolutely incredible. You are abundant. You are more than enough. Let Joel help you discover who you really are and what message you have to share that will change this world. Let me give you 22 words to think about. To be an even better speaker. Are you ready? I'm ready. Speak, speak to your audience about what they need in an organized way they can follow and get yourself out of the way. Now make it a great day. Love you, Joel. Thank you. Same here, Jake.